0: Hey Vineyard Church of Hopkinton and any friends that may be looking in, welcome. It's uh, really a a privilege to be in your living room having you listen to me. Uh, One of the things which uh, people do when they preach, uh, especially in times like in recent times, is to try and come up with a sermon title that is kind of catchy and short and uh, try and say just like one thing so to totally not do that I've come up with a whole different title but I think it'll be fun my title is the coronavirus pandemic plagues crowns who and what rules confusion anxiety social distancing which i think should be physical distancing and social connecting spiritual battles and other normal church and biblical themes that's my title So, hey guys let's uh, let's jump in and uh, connect a little bit here Uh, you know firstly uh, everybody has been impacted by this coronavirus. I particularly feel for families with younger kids because it's kind of crazy to know what a new day looks like when dad or mom's working from home or both dad and mom are working from home and you've got kids uh, wanting to have attention all day long and you've got confined spaces and there's no normal Uh, but it's really kids at any age I mean it's like what does the day look like what does normal look like and the kids aren't having fun with their friends and so it's impacting uh, the family dynamics and for sure everybody's giving a second thought to their finances how are you being impacted by this or not and a bunch of you here in the church I know have been Uh, laid off, uh, hopefully just temporarily, Uh, and so, yeah, these are a little bit more challenging and difficult times, but it seems to me that the vast majority of you are actually working longer hours and have more on your plate and are busier than you've been in the past, primarily because you're doing your regular workload and then also having to think about, well, how do I deal with uh, you know working remotely, and how does everything get done when everybody's uh, remotely, and how do I communicate, or how do I teach, uh, learning new skills. Uh, so yeah, the workload for many has really uh, picked up. And uh, I tip my hat off to you teachers who have really had to do things totally differently and come up with uh, teaching plans for your kids. So the stress level is high. I also know, uh, unfortunately, uh, getting a police uh, detail here that the domestic disputes are way up, which is the least favorite thing for police to want to do. So yeah, the, you know, everybody's on top of each other and getting in everybody's hair. So that is really, really frustrating. And I want to just pray before we jump in on that very thing. Jesus, I just pray that you would bring uh, joy and peace in a time of change and confusion. I pray that every family listening in, every person listening in, is able to connect with you and that you give them a sense of joy and peace of what it is that you're doing in their lives. In your name, Jesus, just empower this message to connect with those that are listening. Amen. Well, I always love stories of people making the most of a bad situation, and uh, there's been a, a few folks in the church which have really just stepped up and mm-hmm. helped other families and go and pick up groceries, and And I'm so proud of our church because so many of you have said, hey, I want to help, who can I help, and actually we've got more people willing to help than folks that we can actually help, now that's that's a good situation to be in, so well done folks you're just you're just doing a great job i was uh, connecting with my father recently and uh, the area where he's in they also are on lockdown and uh, so my dad is 93 years old and he's pretty active he still competes in a a sport uh, lawn bowls uh, which is uh, kind of amazing and uh, i said to him dad you need to you know Not go out and about and stay home for a while until this thing passes Uh, and you know his reply to me was kind of surprising but not surprising on the other hand he said to me no I'm the one that needs to go out to the grocery store and my sister who my dad lives next door to very close to he said she's the one that needs to stay at home he said because if one of us is going to get sick it's better that i get sick rather than that my sister gets sick so my dad's logic would went this way he said you know i know jesus i've had a long life i've had a really good life i'm not fearful of getting sick and potentially dying Uh, but if my sister gets sick then there's a lot more people that are depending on her and that would be more problematic so, no, he says to me, I'm going to go and do grocery shopping and she can stay at home. Now, you know, I, it's just amazing. And again, you know, here's somebody that knows the Lord. There's a sense of peace and calm in every situation during a crisis and knowing about in, in eternity. So, I just love my dad. I, I, I just thank the Lord for him but everybody is dealing with this differently and particularly those of you that are extroverts so if any of your friends are extroverts i just highly encourage you to just like reach out because this is a major crisis for them uh, and just uh, let them hear from you Uh, they'll be really pleased but on the other hand if you're an introvert uh, this is a crisis too because your space is being crammed and Uh, you can't control your environment and uh, so if you want to reach out to your introvert fans don't phone them don't facetime them just email them so that they can deal with it when they need to all right let's get on uh, with the topic of the day the coronavirus the pandemic plagues crowns who and what rules confusion anxiety social distancing be physical distancing and social connecting spiritual battles and other normal church and biblical matters well let's start with corona Uh, when you think of corona I know most of you uh, up until a few weeks ago would have been thinking of your favorite beer your favorite Mexican beer but I do want you to notice one thing in that beer. there is a logo and the symbol that they have or the logo they have is a crown and that is according to Merriam-Webster it's from the Latin word Corona which means this it means a garland worn on the head as a mark of honor or an emblem of majesty or a halo around a celestial body So uh, in terms of practical thinking given that another impact of this Virus is that the Boston Marathon is going to be postponed But when you think of the winner of the Boston Marathon, they get crowned they get a wreath They put it around their head and it's a way of marking them and honoring them but in a similar way Uh, this is what we would put on the head of christ or of a king or of a ruler and so the name coronavirus comes from this idea that if you magnify this virus under a uh, electron microscope it looks like a crown and so it's got that name it's the shape of a crown but You know to me this just makes me think about uh, these are weird times and these are times where people are in discomfort Um, I wouldn't say necessarily most people are suffering if you're sick you are suffering I mean this is just a terrible time if you can't breathe uh, and you're having to have a ventilator I mean it's just just awful but when I think of a crown You know, the crown that Jesus was given was a crown of mockery. It was a crown of uh, a symbol of saying, look, you think you're the king, and we're going to put a crown on your head, a crown of thorns. And this season that we're in, Lent, in two weeks' time, it's going to be Good Friday, and we think about Christ's suffering, and what does that mean to us? And we think about the, the uncomfortableness that we're in now and what does this mean to us I just want us to relate to Christ's crown and Christ's suffering let me just read uh, John chapter 19 verse 1 uh, through 4 it says this then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead tipped whip the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head a corona and they put a simple robe on him, a purple robe. Hail, King of the Jews, they mocked, and they slapped him across the face. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer Jesus identifies with us when we go through times of difficulty or hardship. Uh, One of the reasons Jesus came to this earth in human form was to be able to relate to us in difficult times, in good times. But of course it's way more than that. Jesus is saying, I'm doing something so that we can experience the peace and the love of God, knowing that he had to die on the cross to achieve that. But before we get uh, a little further into that I'll come back to the work of Jesus Let's look at the plagues Uh, And the pandemic that we're in now Is a worldwide phenomenon Uh, Fairly recently we were preaching out of the book of Exodus And uh, I was preaching on the the plagues The ten plagues And I want to draw some Analysis some similarities between what God was doing then and now. Well, firstly, the plague was only localized to, to Egypt. But the thing that I want to uh, zone in on here is what do we learn from that? Uh, and particularly this question. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, Uh, Do we experience the same suffering As everybody else Or maybe framing the question this way uh, Can we pray that we are protected Or can we pray that this uh, virus Like ceases quickly Or can we pray that this virus Just like disappears And will God hear those prayers And does God answer those prayers Uh, Which then brings up a whole nother question like is this just a natural phenomenon is this a phenomenon because we live in a fallen world or is it some sort of demonic satanic thing or is it brought on by God himself Um, I don't have any particular insight into that I, I don't think this plague is brought on by God himself but when we go back to the plague of egypt we know without any doubt that it was god that initiated this plague and god was doing it for a purpose the purpose was that he wanted to totally change the order of things in egypt he wanted to free his people the israelites who were captive and to bring justice To a people that were being Treated very unjustly But also To prove That he is God And Lord of all lords And powerful and in control Of nature and in control Of everything And so he did it by Putting Egypt Through hard times But the thing that's interesting Is this The Israelites didn't experience the plagues the same way as the Egyptians did but it was a little mysterious as to what the differences were let me just go through some of these with you Uh, the first plague was turning the Nile River into blood which impacted everybody the second plague was frogs and gnats and the Bible tells us that that covered the whole land now we do know that God was dealing with idols and what people were worshipping and what people were focused on and they were praying and worshipping the God of the Nile River they were praying and worshipping fertility gods and God wanted to get their attention and say look I am the God I am large and in charge there is no God equal to me or like me I am control of everything which is what he was demonstrating and he was also uh, showing that he has the power and the ability uh, to control nature but when it came to the fourth plague, the plague of flies mysteriously it says this in Exodus 8.22 but this time I, God will spare the region of Goshen where my people live no flies will be found there and then the fifth plague which was the plague of livestock it says this but the Lord God again will make a distinction between the livestock of the Israelites and that of the Egyptians not a single one of Israel's animals will die but then when it comes to the sixth plague the plague of boils that covers everybody the whole land Uh, the seventh plague hail well it only hailed in egypt but not in goshen where the israelites were locusts oh that covered the whole land and then the plague of darkness and light you know this is just a mysterious plague god just showing his unbelievable control of everything where it's light and darkness as usual for the israelites but for the Egyptians, total darkness. I mean, just like in a close geographical proximity. All that to say is, it's not so easy for us to understand God's mysterious ways. But it is easy to say that God does treat those who follow him differently. Meaning, he gives us peace. He gives us a sense that he's with us. He tells us he will get us through. We know that God has a plan for our lives. And we also know that we are comforted, no matter what happens, we will spend eternity with God. And this is just tremendously comforting. And so the last plague, the plague of the firstborn, which was kind of the most devastating plague of all, yeah, this plague definitely impacted the two population groups totally differently the Egyptians obviously suffer and the Israelites well God the spirit of death the darkness passes over them and in a similar way we see when we think about Easter coming up and Good Friday coming up when Jesus says wait but I'm going to be the Passover lamb I'm going to take on the darkness, the heaviness, the sickness, the worst that this world can bring, Jesus is saying, I'm going to take that on. I'm going to die. And again, in some mysterious way, when we trust and we believe in Jesus, we can experience joy and peace and the love of God in our lives. Because it is God's desire that we live life in a really meaningful way loving fulfilling way that's God's plan and God knows best on how we can achieve this now again and again in history uh, we will prosper and we will be really doing well and what ends up happening is the rich get richer the poor get poorer and people get mistreated and there is a lot of injustice which takes place and invariably God steps in and says okay enough is enough and we saw this again uh, you know uh, well we see this again and again when God has to step in and get our attention but you know even just sticking with this current situation God is getting our attention whether it's you know just a totally natural phenomenon uh, plagues having come up, you you know seasonally, uh, or in such a large scale. But the tension that God is getting for us is like: what do you do with your time? Where do you spend your energy? W- what are the things that give you life? Where do you, where do you where are you focused? And when you know the sports, the NBA closed down so rapidly, and all the other sports followed, and then the stock market crashed. It brings a lot of uncertainty to a lot of people and the issue that god is dealing with is how does this impact you i mean is this just uh, uh, you know like frustrating and we move on because we know that our real hope and our joy and our trust is in god or is this just like devastating it's like oh my gosh you know i'm totally anxious about my finances or i I'm just so angry and annoyed because of my sport or I don't even know what to do with my weekends because there's nothing to watch, and God is getting your attention. He's saying, Hey, there is something meaningful in life that we might be missing, and when things go back to normal, the question is, are we going to spend our time and our money and our focus the same as before? Or can we do something better has God got our attention and saying hey we can do better we can improve we can experience the fullness of life but again as I was saying you know we get distracted things go well in our lives and we become very self-focused and this happened to the Israelites 600 years before Jesus was born and in the book of Isaiah, the prophet has this very interesting uh, situation presented that I think is relevant for us today, and it was relevant for them at the time that it was written. It was, it's also relevant to the future time. But in their in their time, God was saying, "Look, your lifestyles are are, are terrible." Uh, certain cities are doing really, really well, there's incredible amounts of injustice, and people are really being abused, and God says, I'm going to step in. And he starts warning, he starts warning all the surrounding uh, towns and countries, and the places that are doing really well, like Tyra and uh, Egypt, and he says, "Something, something's going to change. And uh, and so i want to read this section to you from isaiah chapter 26 because god does this he says again now think of this this is a movement a plague a doing initiated by god this is not just random it's not just natural circumstances and uh, god is getting people's attention but what he says is this in Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you so times are tough and the prophet is saying and we can experience that we will experience perfect peace for all those who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you I mean this is what God wants from us he wants us to be trusting him He wants us to be praying to Him, our thoughts to be uh, fixed on Him, getting our direction from Him, seeking Him on how we should live, how we should love God and, and how we should love others. And God says, trust in the Lord always. I mean, good times and in bad times, difficult times, because God is faithful. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock now in times of transition like this what we need is something that's not movable something that we can depend on something that we can say yes this is normal for us and for those of us that believe it's like we can rely on lean on pray to jesus for our day-to-day direction and affairs that god would intervene and then the way this uh, chapter 26 closes is kind of pertinent for us today so again think of it there's all sorts of uh, bad things are happening let's just put it that way and it says in verse 20 this is Isaiah 26 verse 20 go home my people and lock your doors hide yourselves for a little while and in this particular case until the Lord's anger is past again let me read that to you isaiah 26 20. go home my people and lock your doors hide yourselves for a little while and let me just add until this coronavirus passes but while we lock ourselves away let's let this virus pass and let us connect with god and let us connect with our families and let us build some sort of lasting relationship and let us try and have as best as we can meaningful, uplifting, loving conversations. Friends, I, I want to end uh, with a, a few steps here of what we can do next, what we can do to encourage ourselves. And uh, the first thing I want to say to you is do you know Jesus i'm not talking about do you know about jesus i mean do you know him is there a sense that you have experienced or are experiencing his love for you and the sense that he's directing you uh, if if not i encourage you right now to ask jesus into your life but also commit that you are going to follow him and do the things that jesus leads you to do so it's believe in jesus but also receive Jesus and follow Jesus. And to that end, uh, if this is you and you're doing this by yourself in your home, I encourage you to connect with me. Because when we do things in total isolation, it's like the enemy just picks up the seed that's been planted as it's a seed in rocky grounds that just dries up and your faith just dries up. But to make this a long lasting walk with the Lord We need to be connected You need to grow You need to be watered And uh, I would love to do a group for those who are new And the group would be covering the basics Like who is Jesus? Why did he have to die? How do we pray? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? And so over a few weeks we'd discuss these topics and do it in a group of no larger than about 12 people we'll use zoom so if that's you message me or email me Uh, my name is rob at vineyardhopkinson.org and uh, you can go to the website and get those details but also uh, for those in the church that are not connected in some group this is the time to be connected uh, we are going to set up some more uh, small groups, life groups, connecting you with Zoom. And uh, if you're not in a group and you'd like to be in a group, again, just message me, connect with Stephen. Uh, you can find our contact information, obviously, on the webpage if you don't already have it. But we want to get everybody that wants to be in a group, in a group. And we're going to just use Zoom so we can do it from our homes and, and be connected. I also want to ask those of you that are part of our church family to please consider financial giving. Uh, We are still doing what a church would do, the mission is still the same, the methods might be different, I'm not loving doing this via electronic media, I far prefer seeing you in person, and worship is not the same without worshipping with all of you, but our mission is still the same. And uh, we do ask that you would continue to support us financially and again go to the web page it's pretty simple uh, on ways that you can uh, give to us lastly uh, I know that the Holy Spirit is still active and although we like praying for people in person uh, I still want us to have the opportunity to be prayed for actually one-on-one but we're going to use electronic media zoom and so if you need prayer right now right now i do ask you to connect in and let's get you in a zoom meeting where we can have people praying for you and uh, the power of the lord will move god will still connect love you all